the success of 2011's The Artist, Uggy went viral. Despite only doing a handful of movies, he soon developed a reputation as the best canine actor of all time. TV appearances would follow, including skateboarding on Ellen and becoming Nintendo's spokesdog. And then he faced scandal with Jimmy Kimmel, after Kimmel discovered that three dogs played Jack and the artist. Jimmy wondered if he had the real Uggy on his show, or whether it was a fuggy. Amidst his appearances, he also made an uncredited cameo in Jay Roach's The Campaign, a political satire starring Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis, about two idiots doing whatever it takes to win votes and win a congressional seat. Uggy hams it up and is a part of one of the funniest bits in the film. And yet, while Uggy claims to be in retirement at this point, he has one more film under his collar. And as we later learn, he ends his career on a lighter note. Why didn't Uggy end his film career with this cameo? Could the campaign have benefited from more Uggy? Is this where Jason Sudeikis developed his Ted Lasso voice? All this and more in episode eight of the Consider Uggy podcast, where my awards daily colleague Joey Moser and I, Megan McLaughlin, discuss the filmography of Huggy the Dog and his impact on popular culture. Hi, Joey. Hi. <laughs> so this film, this is like, I actually really like this one. Like, this is like a guilty pleasure type of film, the campaign. Mm-hmm. I, anytime it's on TV, I usually stop and watch it. Um, I don't know about you. I don't know if you are somebody who like comes back to this film a lot, but I, I do. And I was actually, I had fun watching it. This is actually the first time that I watched it since I saw it in theaters, but it's so funny. <laughs> I do. And, I do think it's a really funny movie. And it has a great cast too. That was like the first thing I noticed about yeah. it or like re-noticed about it that, you know, at the time it was like Zach Galifianakis was the huge thing and, and Will Ferrell, but this like now looking at it, it has so many people who um, are kind of huge right now. Jason Sudeikis. Um, I love Sarah Baker and Mitzi Huggins. Uh, yeah. I think she's so great. Yeah. Um, I forgot Brian Cox was in this. Yeah. Um, also John I, Lithgow and right. Thomas Dan Middleditch. Atkins. Like, yeah. before he became a creep, or was he a creep at this time? Um, also, I love Karen Mariyama as Mrs. Yao. Like, I was really hoping this was going to be the movie, like, her Melissa McCarthy breakout, where she just becomes, like, and she's in everything after this. But that hasn't happened yet. But I, I love her in this movie, too. Yeah, she's really fun. Yeah. And also, I need to mention Dylan McDermott, who I think might be, this might be his, he looks like he's having such a blast in this in this role, I think. Yeah, um, and also, I mean, it's like, you know, peak Dylan McDermott hotness almost, although I probably think any sort of Dylan McDermott hotness is every every single thing, but yeah, he looks like he's having a, he's having a great time. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a fun movie, um, but of course there's also Uggy, I mean, we cannot, we can't say that. The reason we're here. The reason we're here. But we'll talk about his, he's got two funny scenes. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, But I remember when I first saw this, that I thought, you know, so this is a, for people who haven't seen the campaign, it's about, like, these two, uh, I I mean, are they congressmen? They're trying to win a congressional seat. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Marty Huggins, played by Zach Galifianakis, who's kind of the outsider, um, and it is, oh, now his name is, hold on, let me pull it. And he's Cam Brady, Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. I remember when I saw this, I was kind of like, oh, Zach Galifianakis kind of runs away with the whole thing. Whereas usually Will Ferrell is the one who steals the show. But yeah. 
uh, Zach Galifianakis is is really really funny in this, and I didn't know if you felt the same way watching it years later. Even though I think I, I think more now that it's about I respect Will Ferrell's performance more, but at the time I remember it being like, oh, this isn't like your typical Will Ferrell performance. Mm-hmm. Well, like at that point, I mean, this is what three years after The Hangover. Yes. Um, so I feel like he was on kind of a big high because he did, um, you know, Due Date and, uh, why am I forgetting? He was in, like, he was in the Muppet reboot. He was in, um, you know, The Hangover Part 2 was before this. He, he did a voice in, oh, he was also in um, Dinner for Schmucks. He also, like, oh. um, he... He sort of was always, you know, right after The Hangover happened, he was always sort of doing these movies where it was, like, someone who's known for being really, really funny and him. Um, so, like, Dinner for Schmucks or um, Due Date with Robert Downey Jr. Um, and then this is sort of, like, the <laughs> like the the peak of that, just because it's Will Ferrell. I feel like there's always... Um, I mean, I know you're the type of person, Will Ferrell's in it, like, you're buying a ticket to go see it. Guilty! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Although I can see how he would annoy some people. Like, he's he's probably, you know how I'm not a huge Kristen Wiig fan, and I, but some people are. Whereas I respect that if people are like, oh, Will Ferrell annoys me, I'm like, I get it. He's probably not for everybody, the way Kristen, like, he is a lot like Kristen Wiig, I think. In, in a way he, he does a thing a lot he's one of those performers where he like starts a joke or a bit in something and then it gets to a point where you're like all right okay this is not saying that it's not funny anymore but like he just keeps going and then it gets to like a third point where it's like back to being funny again like he just doesn't he doesn't let up on a lot of stuff and that's sort of what this whole character is right um, that's funny oh. you say that because I feel Kristen Wiig does the same thing, but that's a different conversation. But you're right. That is this this <laughs> this. There's so many like I feel like in this film there are so many skits within the film. Like there are scenes that you're like, oh, that's a really funny scene. And um, and also I guess speaking to these like little bit, I I keep thinking if I wonder if they could have pushed it further, especially since the film was only like 85 minutes. Yeah, because. I mean, I'll admit, I um, <laughs> um, I was watching this late because I just f- legitimately um, forgot to start it. And then I was about to message Megan. I was like, oh, we're going to have to do this recording at another time. I was like, oh, this movie's like 12 minutes long. Okay, so we can right. fit it in. Yeah. And even the extended cut is like 95 minutes. So it's like, yeah. what was on the, the like cutting room floor? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I, I wonder, and I don't know how much more they could you know, push it because they do push it rather far with, you know, Mm. a, um, punching a baby, punching a dog, punching, punching, um, I know, punching a baby, punching a dog, um, having a sex tape that is (laughs) a commercial. Um, (laughs) Like the places they go with this, all the places you'll go in this movie. (laughs) I, I, I just love that it kind of, you know, takes these things that are far-fetched but then are they that far-fetched like well the the funny thing was i said to jason when we were watching it when they do that campaign ad 
uh, when they show, you know, the one that they create, um, Will Ferrell's team creates, and just like, is he Al Qaeda? Is he part? Is he? Is he? A, is he a Taliban? And the way they like make him have Zach Galifianakis have like red eyes and stuff yes. at the end, like he looks like a demon. I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw something similar in the last presidential election where the Trump campaign is like, Joe Biden's part of Pizzagate. He's a demon. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, that's not. They do, like, some of the ads do play around with, like, I noticed, like, making the, they'll say something about Joe Biden and then make him, like, black and white or something. So that is, like, a tactic that I, that they borrow, you know, I wonder how much did one influence the other, who knows, I guess you'd have to go back and do your research on that, but um, they do, don't, they don't feel that far-fetched, and also I could totally Mm -hmm. see Trump doing a sex tape uh, commercial, like, it's, it's funny that like, I wonder what this film would look like if it were made made in, like, 2017. Or it yeah. could it even be made in 2017? Because this was a time... This was, you know, this 10 years ago. This was during Obama. Yes. It was this. a nicer time when, you know... Even then, it was contentious politics. But now, thinking about a Republican and a Democrat coming together to work together at the end, that seems ludicrous and people would film Twitter. Everybody on Twitter would freak out because oh, you know, yeah. I don't want to work with them. And yeah. I thought that, that that ending would never work for a 2021 audience. No, they would probably think it's way too cheesy and it's not realistic. Yeah. But so speaking of not realistic, let's get to Uggie's, Uggie's scene. Um, First I forgot all, this... that he played himself. Totally forgot. <laughs> you did? How could you forget yeah. that? <laughs> I've seen this <laughs> movie once best... ten years ago. <laughs> I remember losing it when it was Uggie. Losing it in the theater. Because that was like when my obsession was first developing. But So the bit in the film is that they are you know, on the campaign trail. They have just come out of a debate. They're fighting to... Well, first, the first bit is that they're fighting to kiss a baby, as that is the per tradition. And <laughs> Zach Galifianakis is about to kiss a baby, and then <laughs> um, Will Ferrell is about to punch him for kissing the baby. But Zach Galifianakis ducks and punches the baby. And for, I, you know, when I first watching this now, I thought, you know, what would have been even funnier and also darker. And I don't know, maybe it wouldn't have been funny. They do it in slow motion, where that is funny seeing the baby, like all of its like face, kind of like oh, it, respond like, to the punch. For it. Yeah. But what if they just did it like clear fast punch? Like, <laughs> I feel like that would be fucking hilarious. So this is the point where if I was doing a campaign commercial, it would be like Mega Bulldog wants to see babies in pain. <laughs> babies punched in like actual motion, not slow motion. <laughs> in real even, time. Even the clip that they run on like CNN that night is in slow motion. <laughs> Yeah. But I just want to see like uh, a fast punch to a baby. So anyway, that bit is set up. And then later on, the better payoff yeah. is that after another debate in in the melee, Will Ferrell's about to punch Zach Galifianakis again. And instead he punches Uggie, the dog, the beloved canine from the artist, the Academy Award winning film, um, which somehow doesn't feel dated. You know, there are some references that like that come up in movies that are topical. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, that that's this is still funny. I thought. Oh, I thought it was funny, especially because yeah. of the the specificity of the reference. It was like he punched <laughs> the beloved dog from Best Picture winning or Academy Award winning film, The Artist, and they put like a fake poster up 
on the thing, so they clearly couldn't have put, like, a real poster of the artist up on right. the screen. That, that's um, true. I noticed that, too. And I actually wonder, the, the, the question that I had as soon as that happened, I was like, huh, I wonder who Uggy was going to vote for. Who was um, Uggy there to see? That is a good question. I actually do have his Oscar ballot for that year, if you want to know. <laughs> we'll get to that at the end. But, um, yeah, do you think Uggy was... I mean, I I would think that... Who knows? Well, after that, he's definitely not voting for yeah, Cam Brady. That's, that's very true. But then I also like... So, I also love that there's the first payoff of the baby getting punched, which is pretty goddamn funny. Then there's the second payoff of Uggy, which is very funny. And then the third payoff... It's whatever. Uggy is at, like, the final party, and he's in a little cone of shame. <laughs> I know. <Poor laughs> and he kind of just looks like everybody's pissed off at Cam at this point because he he rigs the election with the fake Koch brothers, mm-hmm. but uh, the Macha brothers, and played by Dan Aykroyd and John Lithgow, who are both very funny in this. And I love when they pan to the crowd, though, and you see Uggy in this cone of shame. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's invested. He was there to begin with, got punched, and then he was like, I have to really stick it to them, make them feel make them feel hurt, because look at he me. He is civically engaged. Oh, yeah. So, I will tell you who he voted for for, um, for the Oscars that year. So, he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and they had him pick his Oscar ballot, uh-huh. and he picked uh, Meryl Streep for oh, The Iron course. Lady. Uh, he's pretty good, so you don't you would not want to invite Uggy to your Oscar parties. I don't know. Um, also, he would eat all your treats, but that's you know that's what he'd do. Um, then he also voted for George Clooney, which was not a good pick, um, no. especially that since he went against voting for Jean Dujardin, and yeah. the best picture he voted for, of course, the artist. Uh-huh. Yeah. But there was some speculation that they were you know. Were they real picks because Jimmy Kimmel was really upset that, uh, you know, he was after you found out that that Uggy, you know, might have been other dogs. He, uh, you know, he was wondering if that was really that was really him. Mm. Yeah. Um, You know, one one scene that I come back to all the time in this film that I thought about a lot. And during the pandemic is the Rainbow Land scene, which is the scene that that ends with Uggy getting punched. Because uh, to set up this scene, it's where they're doing like a town hall type of debate where they're like walking around. And Marty Huggins, Zach's character, uh, says that when when Cam was in like elementary school, he wrote a book, Rainbow Land, that has like communist propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) And I love what the guy's like, you cannot make me live in rainbow land and for some reason <laughs> that makes me think of like you cannot make me wear a mask like it's just, <laughs> I, I always come back to that because it's so stupid well <laughs> just... i thought when i was when we were uh re-watching it i was like that is the most like accurate representation of like either you know something from the last election or something um, representing like Twitter or political or even just Twitter in general, where everyone was just like, I said this. And someone was like, you can't make me do that. And I was like, I'm not <laughs> telling you that you have to do that. And I was like, how dare you? And then like, I'm outraged. And Will Ferrell thing- is so good in that scene too. He's like, I don't want to make you go to Rainbow <laughs> Land. It's fictional. I made it up. Like, he's really good. Uh, I love that scene. Like, I, was so I was eight. I was eight years old. <laughs> 
there are so many things that just really I feel like have aged well and that's a scene that's one of them that I think has aged well yeah I agree that that was actually one of my favorite scenes of the whole thing yeah I also wonder like uh, you know, it kind of touched upon this, like, whether this film could come out today, which I think it would be, it would be interesting to see what it would look like post-Trump, if, how that would look. I think it would be darker. But I also feel like this, this movie just screams, like, Netflix, like, to me. Like, Netflix would have had this as, like, one of their, like, it would have gone straight to Netflix, because, maybe because of the time, like, how short it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like, I can see that. that. I can see it being like something that they would like pick up, be like, ooh, this will be good. This is something that, you know, that'll get people talking <laughs> for a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how Netflix does it. Um, and then it's like, on to the next thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I can, I, I can totally see that. I feel like it didn't really have a huge, like, it, I mean, it's not like a Ricky Bobby. It's not like a Step Brothers, but it's there. And it, like and it, it's it's box office performance was okay. Like I don't think it made back its U.S. budget. It like made, I think no, it, it made like, over it made over a hundred million dollars. Well, I guess that was total. Like, but was U.S. in the U.S. it was eighty six. I think in like oh, the budget okay. was like ninety five. So I guess oh, overseas it did okay. But um, I, I I wonder why it didn't like it wasn't like other Will Ferrell movies that were as huge. Maybe it was because he wasn't playing the goofball. Um, or maybe it's also just because, um, I don't know, like, it's, it's, it's politics and stuff. Maybe people just didn't want to see it. I mean, it's obviously not as contentious as it was. Um, maybe it's, he's playing a character that is, you know, more like a real life character in in a sense and in, when you compare it something to like Ricky Bobby or whatever his name is from Anchorman, um, it's not as broad. And also the movie has sort of a, not like a feel good message to it, but it has sort of like a, almost at the end, it was like, we can come together and we can do this and blah, blah, blah. The Republican Um, wins in the end, which I feel like that would never, they would never let that happen today. (laughs) Probably not. No. Um, I <laughs> the other one, one, probably my other favorite scene in the film is well, the other two. When when he shows up at when he when he shows up at Marty's house the first time, and they like mm-hmm. have a scotch, and he's like yeah. completely drunk and drives off in his in his car, oh, yeah. to heart, and like his whole dr- DUI scene is pretty funny, I think. <laughs> Which is also yeah, though I forgot like, about that scene. Yeah. Which is also some like there are so many scenes in this that I feel like oh this would not how would they deal with this and then like you know just taking a cop and they'd be like white privilege well, it'd be like well of course it's white privilege because he's Will Ferrell like like it's a you know white dude stealing a car but I don't know if people would find it as funny. I thought that too while I was while I was watching it I did I did think it was like oh god they probably wouldn't not that they probably wouldn't have it in there but it would probably be different but yeah yeah <laughs> God. but i do like uh. that that cam's sex scene with so cam you know comes over a second time to marty's house and this time he knows that marty is not going to be there so he uh is going to st- <laughs> well i guess to set up this joke 
Uh, I love the, the 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 ads that they do back and forth where Marty, his ad where he basically <laughs> stages it so he goes up to uh, Cam Jr., Cam Brady's son, and says, like, do you want, to, do you want me to be your dad? <laughs> basically, with a hidden camera, and he's like, I regretfully approve this message. And then... So Will Ferrell sees <laughs> that and says, I know what I have to do. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to fuck his wife. And then he goes to Marty Huggins' house and plans on seducing Mitzi. Um, uh, but, <laughs> my favorite but, thing about that, he says, like, it's part of the playbook. He was just like, you you fuck with, uh, you, you mess with my son, turn the page. I fuck your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I also like uh, Jason Sudeikis' like, reaction to that. He's like, no. <laughs> 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 he was like, no. <laughs> like, or like, what, after he shows him the video, he was like, all right, what do you think? He's like, it's porn. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, you can't, that's not an ad. You can't do it. It's porn. Oh, but yeah. uh, I, but I love Sarah Baker's character in this, and I like that. I do love her. Even though I, this is the other question I have about this film: Is Marty Huggins supposed to be closeted? No, I think he's just an idiot. I. <laughs> I like and well, I'm not saying that closeted people are idiots, but um, I feel like they make a like a reference at some point that Mitzi had to ask him six oh. times to get married before he said yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And the way the way Marty talks in his peculiar way, I don't know. I just wondered if that was supposed to be an underlying theme that we were supposed to see that. Um, well, he does, he does talk in a very effeminate way, so it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility. You right. Know? And I can't exactly imagine him and, I mean, Miss, poor Mitzi just wants to have, you know, somebody do her while she's got her head in the freezer, which Cam oh, so gratefully does. So, <laughs> um, And I just wonder if she's, I mean, she's touching herself to Drew Carey. I feel, I worry for her. Like... Maybe she's not getting enough from Marty Huggins. Well, clearly. She's, yeah. She's like, I touch myself during the prices, right? Those kids, uh, the, the confessions at the at the dining room table were pretty funny, too, even though they were kind yeah, of like... Yeah, uh, funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I also love whenever Cam calls the house the wrong number, and it's Jack McBrayer. <laughs> and his oh, family... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um. Yeah. Oh, one other scene I wanted to mention. Uh, one of the silently, casually hilarious scenes is whenever Mitzi and Marty are talking at the dining room table and they're like they're having this argument. And then all of a sudden it pans out and shows that like Tim Watley, Dylan McDermott's character is just sitting at the yeah. kitchen table, like eating and just kind of uh-huh. looking like like I hate my life. I thought that was really great. Uh-huh. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't have too much more to say about this film. I think that I will. I do want to ask. So Uggie does two more projects. You know, he's got yes. um, an episode of Key and Peele. And then the final film that he does is Holiday Road Trip, where he plays Scoots the dog, which looks kind of like a film that he would have started out with. So why would you like wouldn't this have been a good film to go out on? I think like if you're going to retire. What do you think? 
sorry, I accidentally muted myself. Oh, are um, you still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Um, I think it's, um, especially because he plays himself, and it's such like a, uh, you know, uh, a, not a meta reference, but it's such a, he's playing himself, he's obviously, he's, he's at a height of celebrity. Um, he could have gone out with this, maybe he had, um... Maybe he needed it to like pay some bills or something, but I I, I understand I understand yeah I totally get what you're saying. This is peak Uggy. This is like going out with this would be like Seinfeld going out on top, of, you know like <laughs> yeah. And now I I mean unless maybe we're wrong, maybe holiday road trip is really good. Maybe he was you know yearning from for some nostalgia. He's like you know what I had a really good time on the set of Life Is Rough. Maybe I should do something like that. Go back to my. Go back to my dog roots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it holds up. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so our next episode we're going to watch. Uh, it'll probably be our last episode. Uh, we're going to watch. The series finale. The series finale. We're going to watch Key and Peele's Racist Dog episode. Uh, and we're also going to watch Holiday Road Trip, which is available on Prime. Prime Video, I, I believe. Um, what else would it be available at? Um, <laughs> and it's about two feuding pet shop employees fall for each other while escorting a celebrity dog on a Christmas promotional tour. Okay, maybe we're all wrong about this. This sounds like well, Uggie's on the poster. That is a good if sign. You, if you look at the poster, um, his name is spelled wrong. Oh my god! George Hamilton is in it. It says Augie. It says dog Augie. I. I'm like, so how? insulted right now. How like, fucking dare you? He was in the Oscar-winning film The Artist. And look how, like, if you're looking at that poster, he the way he's being held in the bottom of that poster, like, that, that's not how you hold a that's dog. That's how you carry a textbook. That's not how you carry a dog. <laughs> uh, he does look pretty goddamn cute in the middle. <laughs> his little hat. Yeah. His uh, little, adorable. like... Uh, oh, I love the accent. Also, that. I want to mention one thing that <laughs> apparently, if you're an Uggy groupie, <laughs> you're an yeah. Uggy fucker. <laughs> I wait, no wait, wait, hold on. Uggy hugger. I think it should be Uggy fucker though. <laughs> Uggy. And where Are did we you Uggy find fuggers? this? Out? This uh, is we're the book. ultimate Uggy fuggers. We're dedicating entire podcast to him. I also love that, like, apparently Katy Perry also, like, was posting pictures of him back in the day. It was like, uh, catch of the day, Uggie from the artist Gerard Butler was, I guess, like, first met Uggie on the Graham Norton show in London and then spotted him across the room, like, during Uggie's, like, you know, God. all his appearances. It was like, Uggie, you have no idea how starstruck I am. I think that's hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm looking it up right now. I actually, um... Graham Norton is, like, my favorite talk show. I think he's better than everyone in America. Um, and I, I have to find that now because, oh, there it is. I found it. It's a, it's a video of him on Graham Norton. He's explaining what the artist did. Yeah, and there, there's, there's, yeah, there he is. <laughs> I'll, send it. I'll send it to you. Yes, please. Okay, so that we will see you next time. So we're going to be watching, again, Key and Peele's Racist Dog episode and Holiday Road Trip. And we hope you will go on this filmography journey of a We will see you next time. <laughs>